What's going on, everybody? It's Tanner Lee here, the Kicking Out Podcast. And if this isn't your first time on our YouTube channel or listening to our podcast, then you know we are an AEW-focused podcast made by AEW fans for AEW fans. But once in a while, we do go off the grid a little bit and talk about other promotions because at the end of the day, Paul, Shep, and myself, we are pro wrestling fans it just happens to be that AEW all elite wrestling is our favorite promotion so that's the one we focus on the most and talk about the most but for today i am going to be talking about a talent that was once in AEW, but has now made his triumphant return to wwe yes hell froze over saturday night at survivor series at the all-state arena in chicago when Mr. CM Punk himself returned to the WWE for the first time since 2014. Now, the rumors had been out there, but they had been heavily denied all over the place by different uh, people who cover wrestling, by different people within the WWE, by people in Punk's camp, yada, yada, yada. Rumors have been denied. And uh, to credit uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, who uh, does a great job, FIFO Selects, best $5 you can spend per month. Um, uh, according to him uh, and according to Triple H and in the, the post-press uh, conference at Survivor Series, this deal came together very quickly, wasn't even officially signed as of Saturday morning. So it sounds like talks and everything didn't even begin till recent, till maybe within the last week or two. So when all the hoopla and all the rumors were starting and all the speculation. I don't think anything was going on. So I don't think there was any lies there. I think it did just happen rather quickly, it sounds like. So, but in whatever case, um, yes, uh, the return a lot of us never thought would happen, happened Saturday night. And now, what does this mean going forward? It means a lot of different things. Um, first off, I mean, I want to look back in the history of the WWE a little bit. Um, I, yeah, although this was very shocking, in my opinion, I mean, we have seen other talents return to the WWE after years of bashing the WWE publicly or the WWF at that time public, publicly um, and those sorts of things. I mean, Bruno Sor- San Martino, uh, Bret Hart, um, to name a few. Um, and... Even Hulk Hogan, he and Vince McMahon, you know, with the steroid trials and everything. Um, so, so it's not like we haven't seen this in the past. Um, but of course, with Bruno San Martino, Ultimate Warrior, another one with Bruno San Martino and the Ultimate Warrior, who was the guy to reach out to them? Triple H, not Vince McMahon. Triple H was the one to make the phone call. Triple H was the one to make the communication happen. And now, unless you've been living under under a rock as a pro wrestling fan, you know that Vince McMahon's pretty much out of all things related to the WWE with the TKO merger in Triple H, Paul Levesque, if you will, Hunter, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, if you will, um, is in, in charge of everything in WWE, um, in, in which even as a prim- primarily AEW fan as I am, that's good news. For WWE because they have been putting out a better product ever since Triple H was in charge of creative. Now, I think it's safe to say if Vince McMahon was still in creative, we would not see CM Punk back in the WWE. And all reports, sounds like that uh, CM Punk 
is going to be uh, with WWE for mul- multiple years. He signed a multi-year deal, so don't know if that means three years, four years, five yards, five years. I don't know what that means, but it's more than just a a one-off run to WrestleMania or a one-year run. Um, of course, I think everything in the back of everybody's mind is okay. So it's not a question of when, but or not a question of if, but when will something backstage happen? We don't know Will for sure. I mean, given CM Punk's track record, he was with the WWE from 05 through 2014. We all know how that divorce happened pretty much in 2014. CM Punk was not happy. Um, He was not healthy. He was not happy. Last time we saw him in the WWE competing in a match, at least until, or last time we saw him at all until this past Saturday was the 2014 Royal Rumble. He takes that chokeslam spot on the announce table from Kang, and it was all going to lead to a WrestleMania 30 match with Triple H, which he wasn't happy about in the first place. He wasn't happy about um, not not being the main event in WrestleMania when he thought he deserved it. He still has yet two main events of WrestleMania to date, and and um, that's something I can I can talk about here. Some speculation I have and opinions of my own that I have. Uh, as far as WrestleMania 40 goes here in a little bit. But so we all know how that ended, um, you know, and then he he went and talked bad about WWE for years, whether it be on Colt Cabana's podcast, which ended up ruining his friendship with Colt Cabana, a longtime best friend of his from the Chicago scene. Um, then all those years when he wasn't doing much and was doing UFC fights, he was talking bad about WWE. And then he joined the Fox program WWE backstage. So it kind of got him back to WWE in a, in a sense, but never actually on SmackDown or Raw or um, anything like that, anything actually in the ring. Then he had his run in AEW, of course, uh, his triumphant return in August of 2021, the first dance um, in the United Center Rampage, one of the big events after fans could come back two arenas after the pandemic in the summer of 2021. It was huge. I, I still think his return to pro wrestling overall, his, his debut on AW was the bigger event of the two, but Saturday's return for him to the WWE as Survivor Series was more shocking. Of course, AW, his run at the beginning was going really well, uh, but then in the spring of 2022, he had the issues with Hangman Page, According to Punk, going off script, going into business for himself on national television. That started the cracks in the foundation, and it bu- bubbled up from there. And then the bubble finally burst at right after All Out at the press scrum of 2022. He'd just beat John Moxley to become the champ again. And MGF had come out, revealed himself as the devil, setting up what was supposed to be a feud between those two. Uh, but, you know, Punk, I think at the time, knew his tricep was, was tore and he, he was not only hurting, but of course pissed off. And Nick Hausman famously gives the question at the press scrum and then Punk just goes off and starts tearing down the EVPs, Hangman, the company as a whole itself. Tony Khan sits there, doesn't do anything. He should have stepped in right then and there, doesn't do anything. And it leads to, you know, the fight between him and the Young Bucks. He's still involved, many others involved, leads to the suspension. Then he comes back with the collision show on Saturdays, his own show, you know, where he can pretty much book it how he wants. He can have what talents he wants. It's pretty much a show for CM Punk. CM Punk's in charge of it. it was going fine and all. And then at All In in September, uh, he and Jungle Boy, uh, Jack Perry, 
get in an altercation right before he goes out for his match with Samoa Joe. And he does go ahead and have that match with Joe in a win. He was victorious over Joe, but that was the last time we'd see him in an AEW match or on AEW television as a week later, Tony Khan fired CM Punk from AEW. And now fast forward to November, and he is back with the WWE for the first time, like I said, since 2014. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm watching that Survivor Series Saturday night, and good old Triple H, he likes to do this once in a while. The first time I saw him do it was the Gargano-Champa match, I believe it was at one of the NXT takeovers, where the copyright comes up, all the captioning, and, you know, Michael Cole's doing the sign-off, so you think it's over then. You hear that static noise and punk's music play, cult of personality, living colors, and out comes punk. Whole different look, new haircut. Every time punk comes back to wrestling, he seems like he looks five years younger. And fast forward a couple months, we'll see if he's looked like he's aged five years. But uh whole different look. You know, he's saying, Whose city is this? Whose town is this? in reference of Chicago. And he does. He when it comes to pro wrestling. CM Punk owns the city of Chicago. So, you know, how did we get here? I mean, for a guy who did nothing but rail this company over the years, I mean, you can go back. It's on public record, all the things he's said, he has said on podcasts and in interviews and even on television. I mean, when he returned to AEW, he talked about how he left pro wrestling in, in re- reference to when he left ROH, but now he's back in pro wrestling. He's pretty much saying his time and. WWE was sports entertainment. Um, so for all that stuff, you know, he called Triple H a doofus during the pipe bomb in 2011, um, saying that Vince McMahon's son-in-law, doofus son-in-law, would be in charge of, of the company someday. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that had to be buried, a lot of, a lot of hatchets, I think, that had to be buried to make this happen. Uh, but, you know, I think the WWE has put themselves in better position now. And they were 10 years ago, even this just a year ago to make this happen. I think um, in some ways CM Punk has changed in those 10 years and in, in other years, in other ways he hasn't. I mean, given what happened in AEW, but I think Triple H will have to sit down with a lot of the talent. And uh, I'm sure the talent's going to be wondering what's, what's this mean for the future? What happens if this guy tries to create chaos and trouble in the locker room? And that's one thing I think with WWE, we don't hear about a lot of things happening backstage maybe if they do they're kept under wraps um kept tighter and closer to the chest than uh letting out to the dirt sheets but one thing i think wwe has over aw and i know aw's only been a company for about four and a half years and wwe's been a company for decades and decades and decades is wwe has better structure than aw and that's something aw needs to work on they have better structure so i think if punk was the get out of line a little bit backstage, cause some problems. I think it'd be a shutdown pretty quickly. And, and look at WWE right now. They're doing better business than ever as far as money from the business side. I mean, they're selling more tickets everywhere they go. They're selling more merchandise everywhere they go. Um, with this TKO stuff, I think their wrestlers are probably going to start getting paid better than they've ever been paid before. Uh, TV contract, yeah, they're going to lose a little bit with SmackDown going to USA starting in October of 2024 instead of on Fox, but still their TV contracts look good. And the Raw contract's not done yet, so that's another big thing, CM Punk coming in the Raw. Um, so I, uh, my point being, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, why take the risk of bringing Punk in when business is so good? 
And I definitely get that because he could he could stir up the chemistry, and the chemistry seems to be rock solid all across the WWE right now. Why would you want to take the risk? But also on the flip side, I think you say, well, yeah, they are hot right now, as hot as they've been in a long, long time. Then throw the talent who you love them, you hate them, you got to admit, nobody gets the wrestling world, pro wrestling world talking like CM Punk. Throw him in the mix, you could even make more money. And say he does get out of line. Say this does go sideways and it doesn't work. You yank him and you keep going like you were right before you added him. So I think the the risk is worth the reward for the WWE in this, in this, uh, this instance. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, I... I am a guy who I, and I'm always a proponent of watch your wrestling, watch what you like. You know, I'm not one that's going to bully anybody for what they like. You know, wrestling's for everybody. There's some things that people enjoy, some things people don't enjoy. Some promotions people enjoy, some promotions people don't enjoy. I myself is a, am a big AEW fan. I tune in to WWE when I know Cody Rhodes is going to be having a match or doing a promo or a segment. But besides that, I'm not a regular WWE viewer. But with that said, I will be watching Monday Night Raw tonight to see CM Punk make his first debut on Monday Night Raw since 2014 in Nashville because I want to see what he's got to say. Is he going to drop some sort of pipe bomb tonight? Is he going to drop some jabs or some subtle jabs at AEW? You know, I'm curious, as to I think everybody, what... He's, he's got to say. And it was um, reported today that the first hour of WWE Monday Night Raw tonight is going to be commercial free. And supposedly the beginning and ending are supposed to be big deals tonight. So, of course, they're trying to pop a big rating. Of course, you got Monday Night Football night with the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears. I mean, not the greatest matchup, but it doesn't matter. NFL is king when it comes to TV ratings. So, so trying to pop a big rating, and I, I think they're going to do just that. But Going forward in the future with WWE, you know, there's no pay-per-view on the docket for December for the WWE. Of course, you got the Royal Rumble in January, which is always a hot event in Tampa. Then you got the Elimination Chamber, which is in Perth, Australia this year, which would be neat. And then you got WrestleMania 40, you know, two-night spectacle in Philadelphia, which could be a big deal. Um, and you saw Seth Rollins' reaction after the War Games match. Um you know, by the the fan who uh, who's in one of the fans or multiple fans who were, who were present at All State Arena on Saturday night for Survivor Series, getting his reaction. You know, flipping off the camera, f you to CM Punk. I personally think that's a work. I personally think that Seth Rollins knows there's a lot of money to be made with this potential CM Punk feud. Now, I I do think he's got some beef with CM Punk. I don't think he's the biggest CM Punk fan. They've got history together with the Shield, Punk, this and that back in the working together in the in, in the WWE back in the day, but you know, he's been on record saying we don't need him in here. Um so I I, I do I think I think that is your CM Punk feud for WrestleMania 40. That could main event night one. I think main event night two, as it should be, should be this guy over my left hand my left uh, shoulder here should be Cody Rhodes finishing the story against Roman Reigns, the rematch from last year's WrestleMania 39, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, CM Punk is a big, big deal. It's going to be interesting to see where WWE can fit, see, see where they view him fitting in at, I should say, because you got Roman Reigns up here. I think Cody Rhodes is your number two. Punk could probably fit in at number three, but you got a lot of other good talent. Seth Rollins is a popular talent. Logan Paul is even a popular talent, like him or hate him because with the, Gen Z's and the millennials. A lot of people like Logan Paul. Uh, LA Knight's hot right now. 
Um, got a lot of good talents, a lot of good talents. Gunther's um, dominant Intercontinental Champion, so it's going to be interesting to see where Punk fits in. I think that's your big feud for him for WrestleMania, though, is Seth Rollins. Meantime, I don't know what you do with him. Uh, for Rumble, maybe Shinsuke Nakamura. I know he's been having those cryptic um, segments the last few weeks, so maybe maybe that's a, a good starting feud for Punk, but I don't think that moves the needle, really, but it'd be, it would be good. I mean, they're two very talented wrestler, wrestlers. I mean, nobody's ever questioned if CM Punk could go in the ring. The guy's so smooth, and of course, he's one of the best to ever do it on the microphone. Um, but, uh, as a AEW fan, I am, of course, uh, really, really bummed that it didn't work. Um, of course we've done podcasts in the past talking about this. Um, and, and, and Paul and I are on record saying, you know, before collision was even a thing, we did a podcast saying is, is CM Punk worth it. And we actually, at that time, didn't think he was worth it to do all this trouble to make him come back, but he did. We were all, we were all about it when he came back. Okay. Maybe this can work. Um, you know, I, I I wish it did work because CM Punk is an entertaining talent to watch and um, definitely moved the needle for a while for AEW. And um, I, I could tell you, I, I'm guessing AEW is making more money when he was with the company than they are without him. Um, but but with that said, I mean, you know, I think Tony Khan should have set everybody down when those cracks were forming, Hangman and Punk and the Bucks. And maybe, and, you know, just set them down in a room, have a conversation, probably like Triple H and Punk did. I mean, there was lots of stuff to bury there to make this happen and just talk it out. And maybe everything could have been prevented and smoothed over. But um, even even the Jack Perry stuff could have got them in a room and set them down before um, all that happened, you know, with the with the the, the glass and, and all that stuff that that caused everything to go down. But uh, it didn't. And we are where we are. You know, it's a trickle effect, kind of a butterfly effect. So um, it is what it is. It, it still is great for professional wrestling. I think overall that CM Punk is back, um, even if it is in the, in the WWE from an AEW fan's perspective. Uh, but with that said, what should AEW do next? What should what should they do? Um, yeah, I got to be honest. AEW is not the hot product it was in 2021 and even probably 2022. Um, they've done a lot of really great things this year, but this – this is a um, kind of a black eye to AEW with with CM Punk now in WWE. I mean, it's Cody Rhodes, Jade Cargill, CM Punk. Of course, CM Punk got fired. He did not leave on his own like Cody Rhodes and Jade Cargill did, and they both left for many different reasons. Um, and Cody, I mean, that was a great thing he did for his career. I mean, he was kind of, and I, and I could do a whole podcast on where I think AEW went wrong with Cody or or what Cody should have done differently in AEW, but. Um, he obviously made the right my right move. Jade Cargill, um, jury's still out because we haven't seen her in WWE yet. She's still training, which um, you know Triple H pretty much said she wasn't ready. Well, I mean she was always a little green in AEW, but she learned from some of the best with Brian Danielson and and uh, William Regal. But she's probably not ready for the type of talent WWE wants her to be. WWE style is different from AEW style. So, but I digress. Anyways, what is, what should AEW do? You know, I see a lot of people, oh, Tony's got a counter this Wednesday. How can he? There's, there's no way he can with the signee. There's no signees out there that would match CM Punk. Unless you get a John Cena or, or The Rock or Stone Cold. That, that's not happening though, folks. Let's be realistic. Realistically, there's nobody out there that he can get to match CM Punk. And, and Grant, frankly, I don't think he needs to do a big signing like that. They just got Will Ospreay, who is perfect for AEW, coming over next year in early 2024 to be All Elite. And I think 
AEW's just got to focus on themselves, putting good matches on, putting good, uh, telling good stories, putting good shows on, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, week after week, putting good pay-per-views on, which they always do, in my opinion. Their pay-per-views are always banners. They're always always worth the, the 50 bucks. But they got to they gotta just get back to telling good stories. That's what they got to focus on. Focus on the talent you have. I mean, if you look at the Monday Night Wars back in the 1990s, WCW was grabbing all the talent, all the talent over from WWF. And the WWF wasn't getting a ton of talent from the WCW at the time, but they started honing in on their talent, focusing on what they could do with their talent, went a little more edgy, went a little more metalish or grunge with, with the theme music and the Attitude Era was born and they took off. I mean, I don't, right, right now, AEW is not at the head competition with WWE, maybe with NXT, but not with the WWE. In, in 2021, when they got signed CM Punk, then Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, I think you could make a argument that they were getting close to at least being neck and neck with it, with WWE, but uh, not so much two years later. Um, and I just think they got to focus on their talent and just don't worry about what WWE is doing. Stop taking shots at WWE so often and just do what you can with your talent. You know, have a big payoff to this MJF, Adam Cole, devil storyline. Um, and then just keep growing your younger talent. Keep um, doing good work with the former WWE guys. You know, I, I see a lot of people on the IWC and the internet saying, well, they Tony doesn't know how to use these talents he gets from WWE. And, and there are a lot that you can make a case that Tony could do a better job. I know Adam Copeland, I've been enjoying the work they're doing with Adam Copeland, but I know a lot of people think they could be doing a better job. I think his ultimate feud with him and Christian is going to be great. Um, and it, it's been fun so far. And Christian Cage is one I think Tony's done a great job with. Started off a little slow, doing great. Um, but there have been some, you know, Malachi Black's been a little all over the place, and Buddy Matthews, um, Andrade, of course, Miro. Um, um, Keith Lee. Yeah, there are a lot, but, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is I'm not worried about the future of AEW as far as not being around or as far as going in the tank like WCW or becoming another TNA or a brand that's not even close to the WWE. I mean, AEW is meant to be a alternative to the WWE and that's exactly what they are. I still think direct competition, maybe not so much anymore. I think WWE's probably got their eye on AEW, but that's not their main focus, maybe as it was at one time. Um, but it's definitely an alternative. It's still a great thing to happen to pro wrestling. I mean, look, think of where pro wrestling would be in 2023 without AEW. I mean, I was, and I've been on record saying this on the podcast, I was almost done with wrestling in, in 2018. And then All In got my interest back. You know, started following Cody Rhodes and the Bucks closer, Kenny Omega, um, guys like that. And then AEW was founded, and I was just all I've been all in on AEW since then. So it saved my wrestling fandom. I don't think I'm the only one out there um, that that would say that would say that. There's probably a lot of other people that could say the same. Because for me, WWE was just getting stale and, and predictive, predicted. And that's one thing I think AEW's start, starting to struggle with a little bit is, you know, watching Collision the other night beforehand i'm like a lot of these matches are already foregone conclusions we already know who's gonna win so i think they gotta get back to a little more exciting mat some more exciting matchups some matchups that are not so uh predictable 
and and just start telling good stories. They got a loaded roster, guys. They got a loaded roster. WWE does too. They could probably have like ten guys that could headline night one of WrestleMania, um, and even some that you could argue could headline night two with Roman Reigns. But AEW's got a loaded roster too. Not only on the male side, but the female side as well. And that's one thing I really hope they start using their female division better. But um, so when when CM Punk got fired, I honestly thought it was the right move Tony Khan made. Um, you know, I know I don't know all the facts. I haven't seen the security footage. I don't know all the facts. So just got to take the boss at his word that, you know, and I'm sure it pained him because he, he, in my opinion, gave CM Punk every opportunity. I mean, he brought the guy back and gave him his own show. At the end of the day, it just didn't work out. So I thought it was better for AEW just to cut ties and move on. And, and Tony Khan has not commented on CM Punk's return to the, the WWE. said legally he cannot. I don't know really what that's about. But I think it's smart of Tony not to react to it. Or if he does, you know, just give best wishes to CM Punk and focus on the talent he has in AEW because the roster is so stacked and just move forward. Just move forward. You know, CM Punk's pro wrestling return still going to be one of the best moments ever. In AEW, it's probably the top for most people as far as their moments in AEW. And, um, you know, CM Punk moves the needle. He gets people talking. He gets views on social media. I mean, look what the numbers are doing ever since WWE put up his return video on their socials, just breaking records for their socials. And the same thing happened when he returned on Rampage back in August of 2021 for AEW. Broke records for AEW socials. So the guy is a polarizing figure. Love him, like him, don't like him, hate him, whatever the case may be. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, is a polarizing figure. And we'll have us, most of us glued to the TV tonight on Monday Night Raw in Nashville, Tennessee, to see what he has to say. But uh love to know your thoughts and comments. Uh, please comment on this video below and uh, give me your opinion on CM Punk's return to the WWE and what you think AEW needs to do as a company and what they need to do going forward to focus on to maybe get, uh, get hot again like they were um, just a year, year and a half ago. So uh, with that said, everybody, uh, please give this uh, this uh, video a like. Uh, hit that notification bell so you're always notified of our videos and podcasts when you drop them. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And you can subscribe to us, to our podcast, wherever you listen to your audio platform, po- audio podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I cannot talk. Um, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. And you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter slash X and on Instagram at Kicking Out Pod. And if you want to follow any of the three of us, my handles on social media are at TannerLee92. Paul's are at PaulZartman921. And Shep's is at the Shep 27 Thanks for watching, everybody. Catch you next time.